You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us. Covers the Eagles, does a phenomenal job. Uh, love Zach's work for years. Um, and you can check him out Uh on Twitter at Zberm, of course, Eagles uh, and and the NFL for the Athletic does an awesome job. He also is the author of the book Underdogs. If you want to get some great reading for the holidays coming up, but Zach Berm enjoys us right now. Zach, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Uh, pleasure, Zach, as always. So I'll start off. I'll ask you a question that I've been posing to our audience for the first couple hours of the program. You look at the Eagles' record; they're three, four, and one. And uh, you know, I, I I subscribe a lot of times to that Bill Parcells. You know, you are what your record says you are. But sometimes there are nuances. Sometimes there's context. There's reasonings. There's gray areas to certain things. But I'll ask you: in looking at what they are, have they earned every bit of that? And do you think that's more of who they are, or there was a little bit more going on? You know, that, that meets the eye, and you could see a bit of a run in the second half. I would say a little bit of both. I, I mean, they are what their record says they are, very much so. They they were a poor team in the first half of the year. They were an inconsistent team. Their quarterback turned the ball over 16 times, had, had 12 interceptions. Uh, when you play that way, you you know, and 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 they're near the bottom of the league, and in, in you know, or at least worse than in the past in red zone defense, third down defense. When you play that way, you're going to have a losing record. That being said, there's reason for optimism in the second half of the year. You know, injuries are, are not an excuse, but they are a, a reason. You do look at the roster, and they're going to be a healthier team, at least in theory, during this back stretch of the year. Also, I, I know there's a lot of pessimism about Carson Wentz. Uh, there's a, a three-year sample size that he doesn't throw interceptions at the rate that he's throwing interceptions this season. Mm-hmm. I would think that Carson Wentz uh, will take better care of the ball, at, at least in terms of, of the interceptions. So I, I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt that those will be reduced. And they still have three games left against their division, and they're in a bad division. And the reality is, I, I, I know people don't like when you say this, once you get into the playoffs, it really doesn't matter what your record is. It, it, it obviously matters your seed and where the game is. But if, if, if they make the playoffs at 7-8-1, and one, let's say, um, then they don't need to apologize for it. Those are the rules of engagement. Yeah, no. Look, I I concur, with, especially with the Wentz thing. So let, let's let's dive into what's happening here. And and I'm with you. The the fumbles have been a uh, career issue, but he has rarely been an interception guy. And it's it's stunning and and worrisome if you're an Eagles fan of what you've seen thus far. If you could put your finger on it, is it just sort of the hero ball thing where he looks at it, he maybe doesn't love what's around him and he feels like he's got to put everything on his back? Is it, is it as simple as that? Is it uber confidence? Like, 
why do you think that we're seeing this this year when we hadn't seen this before from him? Yeah, I, I think the, the hero ball thing is is apt, however you want to phrase it, and I, I, I do think I, I do think that can be applied because he's trying to make plays that he doesn't need to make. He's trying to make throws that he doesn't need to make. Um, I, I don't think it's because of the players around him. I, I, I think that a good chunk of these interceptions, uh, it's, it's being too aggressive. And, you know, there are certain interceptions that you, that you can rationalize by saying, uh, as, as Press Taylor would say, you don't want to take the stinger off him. That being said, you know, you, you, you don't want to, to – I, I, I can't use the analogy here, but, 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 but you just don't want it to be a, a detrimental for the team. Mm-hmm. And it's become detrimental for the team. So I, I think it's him trying to do way too much. Not just too much, but way too much. Do, do you think, Zach, that he gets it? In other words, you, you know, we'll hear him after games say, hey, look, I, I have to be better. But there, there, there's always that sort of, hey, but I'm not going to – change who I am and, and, and I'm not saying look you, you want the guy to remain aggressive like you said with the stinger and all that kind of stuff you want that but do you think and, and maybe this week being away from it for for a little bit getting out of the eye of the storm helps but do you think he gets it on that level like this is out of control man like you're you're not only are you killing your team you're you're, you're hurting your career in a big way do you think he gets that well I, I think he he gets that he, he he can't turn over the ball now as 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 far as like what is he doing to Im- improve it or or is it hitting him to the point that he knows what the consequences are? Frankly, what are the consequences? You know that, that I I know there's speculation that the Eagles could go to Jalen Hurts and that maybe taking a quarterback in the second round lights a fire underneath him. Uh, the, the reality is the Eagles invested 127 million dollars into Carson Wentz and. At every turn in the past five years, they've they've done whatever they can to make Carson Wentz happy. Uh, so if you're Carson Wentz, what are the consequences? You, you know, you throw you throw the interception, you go into into the news conference, and then you say, "I need to be better," mm-hmm. and then you go out and start the next week, right? So uh, it, it's going to be a matter of, of of him either realizing it or the team showing how much they tolerate it. And often in, in, in life, not just in football, you, you get what you tolerate. And the Eagles have clearly tolerated this. It's a great point. And I, and I guess, you know, we've seen some really horrendous performances where he wasn't pulled. Do you think if that trend continues going forward that they would sit him down? If they didn't do it after, after four interceptions against Cowboys, I don't know when you're going to do it. Yeah. Now, the, the argument, it was the flip side to that, is that a decision that that probably needs to include Howie Roseman or or in and Jeffrey Lurie? It's 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 a decision that that goes beyond that week. There are are organizational reverberations that you that you need to consider. Perhaps during the past two weeks, that's something that that was discussed. If this happens, I I I don't know. Um, but what you need to consider if you make that move is what happens if you do it and Jalen Hurts looks great, right. then what, you right. know? Right. Uh, and, and, and so once you make that move, you need to accept what could happen thereafter. Uh, people always, always point to the Donovan McNabb thing in 2008 mm. where it lit the fire underneath him. But part of that was Kevin Cobb didn't play well in the second half against the Ravens. If Kevin Cobb played well in the second half against the Ravens, who's starting against the Cardinals the following week? Uh, so that's something that needs to be considered. How much, and we're speaking with Zach Berman of The Athletic, Zach, how much, and 
I've gone back and forth with folks on this because I see plays that, that Wentz makes that just boggle the mind in terms of you know why he did that. I'm, I'm talking about some of the poor plays. But I also think he hasn't necessarily been put in the best positions at times as well. I, I think a lot more of it's on him. But where do you fall on you know what's been happening from a coaching perspective, whether it's Doug, whether it's Press Taylor, you know whomever you want to you know attribute this to? From an offensive perspective, have they done a good enough job in the first half of the season so far? No, no, not at all. And 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 look, if if, if Doug Peterson is is going to get the credit for calling the plays when they call Philly Philly, you know, at, 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 at the goal line and they're outstanding on third down and in red zone in 2017, then he deserves the criticism when the offense is underperforming. And the offense is underperforming this year. And he, he's the one calling the plays. I, I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, discussion of, about the coaching staff and Press Taylor and all the different voices they have and what Frank Reich's role was, what John Filippo's role was. And I understand that. And that's worthwhile discussion. But it's Doug Peterson's hand that, that's on the trigger here. So, so he gets credit when, when things go well, and he gets blamed when it doesn't. And the offense is, is underperforming. That being said, I, I think that I would hold the quarterback more responsible than the coach um, because I, I, I do think some of these throws, uh, it's, it's not how it's schemed up to be. It's, it's Carson trying to do too much, like we said. Right, and there, there's no question about that. He, he has certainly – uh, try to do too much. All right, let's talk about some of the the reinforcements they're getting back here, Zach. Uh, it looks like, and, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, it looks like Miles Sanders. It looks like they already got Goddard back, which is big. They're getting some offensive linemen back. Say Amalu, not one of them, but Lane Johnson should be able to go tomorrow. Is that correct? Yes, Lane Johnson will go now. When Eagles played the Cowboys uh, two weeks ago, Lane Johnson woke up the morning of the game and had the issue and, 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 and didn't play, but had the ankle drained during the time off. Uh, you know, he, he says he's going to play. Miles Sanders is going to play. They get Craven LeBlanc back at cornerback. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard, like you said, was back last time. Alshon Jeffrey is, is, is going to play for the first time this season. You can argue whether that's good or bad, but he, he, he will be out there. So, uh, it, you know, and overall, some of these guys who were, nicked up are healthier now so they are as healthy as they've been probably since since training camp Zach what what do you make of Miles Sanders I mean we've seen the home runs when he's been there healthy uh, they're also you know a, a sort of a lack of productivity you know other than those home run runs and he's had a tough time staying on the on the field I mean can he be that feature back? I mean, it is, I mean, the skill set is there, but is there enough consistency and is he durable enough? Yeah, I'm like, if, if, if you had me on until 6 o'clock uh, talking about the list of, of concerns I have about the Eagles, we would get until like 5.58 before I talk about Miles Sanders. <laughs> I, I, I would not be worried about okay. Miles Sanders at, at all. I, um, the durability, uh, the, you know, this is, Going into the in, into the season, that was one thing. Um, banged up here, yeah. So he's missed three games this year. I I think over a larger sample size, these aren't major injuries. Um, I think he'll be okay in that department. Uh, you see the home run ability. They need to get him involved more in the passing game. I think that the Eagles limited him too much earlier this year. Uh, he he potentially could have played Week One against Washington. Um, and, 
you know, is he the perfect running back? No. You know, he, he does need to work on ball security. But uh, I, he's the most dynamic player they've had here since they traded LaShawn McCoy. What's, Zach, I know I'm jumping around a little bit here. Um, what's the deal with Zach Ertz? Has there been anything, any discussion about when he could potentially be back? Have we heard anything? Were there any updates this week? No, so the soonest he can be back is next week against Cleveland, right. and that's on the early side of the, of the window. Um, so that will come in. Uh, that will come under under the microscope more during the next seven days. Okay, interesting. All right, so let's look at the other side of the ball. Um, you know, the sack totals are certainly there. My concern is I want to see this against some of the better offenses where the defensive line that's you've you've invested quite a bit you know, gets home at, at at a consistent rate. But what do you make of what Jim Schwartz side of the ball, what they've been able to do so far this year? Yeah, the pass rush has, uh, it's, it's been outstanding. And, and I, I think a part of that, uh, like you said, they've been tallied up these big numbers against, you know, Nick Mullins and, and against Daniel Jones and uh, Joe Burrows, a rookie quarterback. They were able to get to him. Ben um, obviously Ben DiNucci. Yes. But, but, but that's part of it. Most teams, you know, who who bring up big sack numbers, they're taking advantage of young quarterbacks or young offensive lines. Uh, it's going to be harder in the second half against Drew Brees, um, you know, uh, against some of these quarterbacks. Uh, they 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 play Kyler Murray. He's not sacked often. I, I would say Russell Wilson, but he's up near the top of the league in sacks. But yeah, there are are going to be games when they don't get home as often. But I I wouldn't be worried about the defensive line. And I, I think Darius Slay has been as good or better than advertised. Where my concern is on this defense is for whatever shortcomings they've had in the past four years under Jim Schwartz, they've been really good on third down. They've been really good in the red zone. Mm-hmm. This year it's been the opposite. Um, they haven't been good in those situations. And you can win and lose ball games that way. And, and I, I think if, if, if you had Jim on, he would tell you. like th- Those situations they need to get better at. And then the linebacker play is is not good, and that's an organizational thing. I'm not holding that against Nate Gary. I'm not holding that against the guys who are out there. Um, they didn't invest in that position, and they're getting exactly what they're paying for. Interesting. All right, so let, let's look ahead then. Um, we know they generally play well late under Doug, if you want to attribute that to Carson as well, whatever the case may be. They're a team that, that will, will, will get on runs, and, and even when things look <laughs> darkest, they, they'll get going. Uh, but we've also seen a lot of things in the first half that, that don't lend you to a lot of optimism. And they have a really difficult stretch um, once they get past this. You can even throw Cleveland in there. I don't I don't think we quite know exactly what Cleveland is. But, you know, you know the stretch there where it's Green Bay and it's New Orleans and it's Seattle, you know, it's, and, and Arizona at Arizona. W- what's your sense of, of what the second half is going to look like? And is there any way to have any idea? Yeah, I, I, I would be thankful that they're in the NFC East. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, just, just you know, if, if if you're listening now, I assume you're an, an Eagles fan. You're hoping they win tomorrow, and if they win tomorrow, there's a really good shot that they're hosting a playoff game. Um, and that's 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 the reality of this. Uh, you know, they could, if if they just win these three NFC East games, they're probably the division champions, and and they can go 0 and 5 in the other games. Now, now you want to see them be competitive there, and I do think they can win one of those five. But those are five playoff caliber teams that that they're playing, and most of them are on the road. Uh, so, so that's that's a really difficult stretch. I think what 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 you're really looking for is Carson Wentz to that's that's the most important thing. Carson Wentz to be the franchise quarterback that they need. 
these these young skill guys continue to develop. You see what you have going into next year, the pass rush getting home, and uh, you know the defense being better situationally. Uh, if they can do that, then they're going to have a shot when uh, against whoever comes here in January. But really, I don't think you're looking at the second half of the season and saying, well, can they go six and two, or you know, can they make a run? What matters if you're the Eagles is win the division and see what you can do then. How would you handle the uh, Alshon Jeffrey thing with him coming back? I, I know Doug talked about sort of easing him in, that kind of thing, which is, you know, the smart way to get to, to, to approach it, at least in terms of, you know, what you say. But how would you approach this thing with incorporating him back into this? I wouldn't take any snaps away from Travis Fulgham, and I would not take any snaps away from Jalen Rager. Uh, it probably cuts into Greg Ward snaps cuts into some of John Hightower snaps. I think the, the benefit of Rager and Fogelm is you can move them around the formation. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing Alshon even as a big slot at times. Uh, so I, I, I think if you can get him 15, 20 snaps a game, uh, red zone, third down, and take that for, for, for what you will. You know, you're, you're not going to get – I can't imagine you're going to get the Alshon that you signed in 2017 – it's a sunk cost at, at, at this point. But if he gives you an upgrade over what J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was in this offense, which is basically nothing, five snaps the last time they were out there, uh, then you'll take it. Zach, prediction tomorrow, man. Uh, the lines stayed three, three and a half, somewhere in that range, really for the better part of about two weeks now. Giants coming off a win against the the Washington football team. They played very well the week before that in a in a highly contested loss to the, to the Buccaneers. What's your sense of this game? Yeah, I, I, I like the Eagles tomorrow. I, I think they're a better team. I know the Giants almost beat them. Uh, the last time they, they played, the Eagles had a totally patchwork offense that night. Um, they were able to win on a short week. Now here they are coming off the bye. Uh, they're, they're, they're healthier. Uh, they're the better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the more proven coach. Um, so everything I, I look at points to the Eagles. Okay. The only way they, they lose this game, in my opinion, is if Carson Wentz underachieves. If, 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 if Carson Wentz is giving away possessions, then the Eagles can lose this game because that's how they've lost this year. But uh, if, if Carson plays as you need him to play, I think the pass rush is, is, is going to get to Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I, I think the Eagles have some matchups on offense they can take advantage of, and I think they win. I, I would go 24-20. Okay, interesting. Zach, good stuff, man. Always appreciate it. I always love reading you on The Athletic and, uh, and following you on Twitter as well, at ZBerm. Thanks for your time tonight, Zach. Anytime. Thanks, uh, Ralph. Have a great weekend. Always good talking to Zach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.